Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I've been a little MIA for the last few weeks, and I assure you that I have good reasoning for that. I'm working on some wonderful new things for the podcast and really um, growing the podcast and some great new things coming soon that I will eventually talk to you guys about and you'll figure out and whatnot. Um, I'm actually attending a podcasting conference next week, and i am really been focusing on um, growth for this podcast and um, all sorts of new things, and you're going to see a lot of changes coming soon. Um, so that's part of the reason why I took a little break. Um, the other reason is I'm kind of experimenting. I love the idea of a weekly show, but I'm kind of experimenting. I just want to get some data and see what it's like when I maybe skip a week and do every other week or maybe once a month. Um, personally, I think I am going to keep this show at a weekly show. I'm also experimenting with different days. This is not the first time I do a Friday show. In fact, it's almost become quite a common thing. But I want to know what days you guys would like listening to the show. So again, anchor.fm slash Kennedy C. If you want to send me a listener message, message, let me know what days work for you guys and what days you want to be hearing the show. I have always stuck with Thursday, but lately I've been liking the idea of Friday, and it usually works out that I end up recording on Friday. Now, the third reason as to why, really, I was supposed to do an episode last week, and then Texas kind of froze. Now, if you're not familiar, Texas is a very hot state, especially where I'm from. Uh, We rarely see cold weather, and we kind of had a major freeze last week. I lost Wi-Fi for 12 hours or something like that, so it was not really possible to do an episode last week, but nonetheless, I am here, I am back, and I have a great show prepared for y'all today. Um, Before I get into the show, however, as always, I have a little pre-recorded ad for you all to listen to, and then we will start the show. So without further ado, here is a pre-recorded ad. All right, thank you so much for listening to that pre-recorded ad. I know, I know, I listen to podcasts too, and it can be really irritating to have to listen to ads. I know sometimes I just want to skip over them, but I really do appreciate y'all listening to um, the one pre-recorded ad I have per show because it really helps me out as a podcast host. So anyway, I do have, like I said, a pretty jam-packed show today talking about lots of things, some really fun things I'm excited to talk about. So let's just jump right into it. The first thing is two weeks ago, the third movie in the To All the Boys I Love Before movie franchise, um, which is actually the last movie, at least as far as we know thus far, um, was released. And I actually had a really fun experience. I got to meet the stars of the movie, Lana Condor and Noah Centineo, um, obviously through Zoom, virtually, because of COVID safety and whatnot. But I got to meet them, and it was a great experience. I am not going to tell that experience here, because that's not what this show is about. But if you do want to know about my experience... Um, sometime this weekend I will be uploading a video to my YouTube channel, kind of talking about meeting them, and I'll have pictures and all kind of great stuff there. So my YouTube channel is Kennedy Castillo, that's K-E-N-N-E-D-Y-C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. Oops, I almost forgot how to spell my name. But anyway, if you want to check out that. But I do want to talk about the movie a little bit and kind of give my review. So it's been two weeks since it was released, but either way I'm just going to say spoiler warning. So if you don't want to hear about the um, movie or like spoilers from it, do skip ahead a little bit, um, 
But anyway, let's just get into it. I thought it was a great conclusion to the movie trilogy. Um, I think for me, the first movie will always be my favorite, and that's kind of the movie that really made me fall in love with this trilogy. Um, I also love the book trilogy, which is what the movies are based off of. Um, I just thought the first movie was executed so perfectly. For me, the second movie, in my opinion, was not my favorite. Um, Jordan Fisher is one of my favorite actors, and I did like his, um, his character in the movie. And overall it's not it wasn't a bad movie but comparing it to the other two movies it was not my favorite the third movie i think is very close to being um my number one just the first one still passes it a little more but the third movie was such a beautiful conclusion to the trilogy and one thing i like is it it was a good here's i love a good conclusion something that doesn't leave me guessing if there's not going to be another movie but i also love a little bit of like create your own ending, imagine what happens next, and somehow this movie was able to do a little bit of both. You kind of get like a solid conclusion, it's not like you have a ton of questions, but you can also imagine what happens next. So I thought that was really great. Um, I think that the movie as a whole, um, it was lacking some parts of the book, admittedly, but I think I feel like that with almost every book to movie adaptation. It's just something that you can't get every single detail from a book in a two-hour movie. Um, but I think that they had some of the key parts. I love the beginning scene with um, Lara Jean and Kitty and um, and Margot, the three sisters, and they're in Korea. Um, it's a really great kind of moment of the movie. I think it was a great opening for the movie. And... Overall, I felt like they did get a lot of the book into the movie. So I would say definitely a great movie. If you haven't already seen it, I'm so sorry that I just spoiled stuff. I didn't spoil that much, though. But I definitely highly recommend it. And again, if you want to see my experience and how it went meeting Lana Condor and Noah Centineo, you should definitely check out my YouTube channel this weekend. The video's not up yet. In fact, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually barely going to film the video after I record the podcast today. But it'll be up this weekend, so definitely stay tuned for that now the next thing i want to talk about and this i do need to say major spoiler warning so if you don't want to hear spoilers um do skip ahead again please don't exit this podcast i feel like i just started off with two like spoiler warnings um but stay tuned because i promise after this i won't be spoiling other stuff well well, one maybe one thing but anyway that's later on (laughs) i'm so sorry anyway um wandavision today episode eight premiered um, in reality, it premiered at 2 a.m. last night, um, if, for my time zone anyway. And yes, I do stay up every Thursday till 2 a.m. to watch it. Um, and here's, I, I talked about the show, I think I talked about the first two episodes when they premiered, and I think those are the only ones I talked about on the sh- on the show, but I absolutely adore this series. I think it is truly... I started off thinking this show is not super entertaining, but whatever, I'll give it a chance. And it slowly built up the entertainment level, truly, truly. Um, there are so many theories out there. And some of my theories that I had from like the beginning have come true. Other theories, I'm still waiting to see what's going to happen. We've got, I believe, two episodes left, which is insane. And um, I'm trying not to spoil too much, although I did give a spoiler warning, but seeing Wanda and today's episode specifically that very last line before the end credit scene um 
where Agatha said, and we all knew it was Agatha, but finally we know it's Agatha. And she says something about, um, that makes you the Scarlet Witch. It was like this moment of insanity for me. I was like, this is the best line in the series thus far. Um, it's really, to me, tied together the comics and the movie and clearly we know that previously she couldn't be called the scarlet witch because of disney and marvel and fox and the rights and now disney owns fox and thus marvel kind of owns fox if you think about it um so now they could finally call her the scarlet witch and i just thought that was a super awesome moment also just kind of getting to slowly unravel what's happening the first episode you're like what on earth is happening and slowly now that we're on episode eight we're figuring out what's happening and it's really incredible um truly very cool to see um you can truly see wanda's like trauma and um i think a lot of stuff is being set up i think i i'm almost certain i think everybody is at this point that um that they are um setting up the multiverse and so much other stuff i would assume x-men or mutants a lot is going on we did learn today that pietro was just like a, a trick from agatha it wasn't like another multiverse pietro but who knows what's gonna happen i'm excited to see i feel like every week it gets better and better i think this was the longest episode thus far so hopefully the next two episodes are just as long and we get to find out a lot more. And then the next thing from Marvel Studios is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which by the way, you guys, this is the year of Marvel. I think, what was it, 2018? Yeah, 2018 was the Marvel 10-year celebration thing, MCU 10 years, I mean. And that was like a year of Marvel. But this year, I think, is the year of Marvel, too. We have something like pretty much every week of this year. I think there's like maybe six weeks from now till the end of the year that we don't have new Marvel content. But yeah, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the next thing coming up. We have gotten a few trailers. We do know that, um, that, uh, oh my gosh, what is her name? Peggy Carter's niece, you know, she was in Captain America the Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War, Sharon, Sharon Carter. Um, she's going to be in the show. We know that we're getting um, some familiar faces. So I'm very excited to see, like, I, I feel, I think this is probably going to be occurring at the same time as WandaVision is happening in the timeline, which is essentially happening at the same time as Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, so I'm very curious to see, like, is there any going to be any connections or what are they going to, um, introduce for the future of the MCU? Very cool stuff. Um, I love Marvel and it's been refreshing to see, like, something that's so out of the box from, even for Marvel, which is WandaVision. And then I want to see what's happening with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and how everything's going to connect because you know Marvel does a beautiful job of doing that always. Um, the third thing I want to talk about from Marvel today and then we'll move on to something else is Spider-Man 3 officially has a title and the title is Spider-Man No Way Home. So this was announced earlier this week. However, before the, announcing the official title, um, Zendaya, Jacob Batalone, and Tom Holland, which are the three stars of the movie, all posted like, oh, here's the official title, and each one had a different title. It was um, 
Spider-Man, Phone Home, Spider-Man, oh gosh, what were the other titles? Home Slice, I believe, and Spider-Man, um, gosh, I can't remember the third one, but we later found out that these titles were obviously fake, it was a joke, I think it was to get people hyped up for the actual title, However, I still think that this plays a key role. I think this is the biggest hint at the multiverse. We know that, we know, whether it happens in WandaVision or not, there is going to be multiverses. I, I think Wanda is going to be the one to open up the multiverses, but um, we have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming. We know in Spider-Man Far From Home, they teased multiverses, even though it later was a trick by Mysterio. But I would definitely say it's safe to say that there is multiverses in the MCU, and that's what's coming, and which is really exciting. And so I think the three fake titles were kind of nods at maybe three different multiverses. Um, I still have my fingers crossed. I know a lot of people are expecting this, and I kind of... I have my fingers crossed, but also I kind of doubt it's going to happen, but also I really want it to happen. But there's rumors that... Um, in Spider-Man 3, there's going to be cameos by Andrew Garfield and um, Tobey Maguire. And so I'm, I'm curious to see if that actually happens. But I think regardless, there is going to be multiverses. I think especially after what happened at the end of Far From Home, that Spider-Man's going to be on the run and maybe get stuck in some different you know, multiverses um, with, with Zendaya and um, what sort of their names? MJ and Ned. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah. That's that on that. Moving on, uh, iCarly came to Netflix just last week, and it's actually one of the popular, most popular things on Netflix right now, which is really funny to me because it reminds me of last year when Victorious um, came to Netflix, and everybody was so excited to watch it. So that's really funny. I, I'm not going to lie. I have actually <laughs> been watching iCarly on Netflix, and then I got the CBS streaming app because Netflix only has season one and two of iCarly, but the CBS streaming app, which is soon to be Paramount+, Plus, has all the other seasons, and I really wanted to see that One Direction episode. So there's a free trial. <laughs> um, I'm not, this is not sponsored in any way, but that's how I got around the system. I used the free trial of the CBS, or, or soon to be Paramount, uh, streaming service to watch more episodes of iCarly when I was done with season one and two on Netflix. Um, but what I really want to talk about is, and we've known this for a while, but I kind of just want to mention it again, um, now that iCarly's on Netflix, is that they're, they are rebooting it. So this is going to be on Paramount Plus, and you know me. I'm very much a person who I think reboots and spinoffs and any kind of thing like that can be very hit or miss. But in this particular circumstance, I'm really excited for what they're doing with the iCarly reboot. So they do have um, Miranda Cosgrove, who played Carly, um, and um, gosh, why don't I have her write down names? I'm always like, I'll remember, and then I cannot remember for the life of me. Jerry Trainer, who played Spencer. And Nathan Kress, who played Freddie, their three are returning. Um, rumor has it Jeanette McCurdy is most likely not returning due to kind of some trauma she faced while on Nickelodeon and some eating disorders and whatnot. Um, but three out of four from the original cast is not bad at all. We don't know about other cast members, whether or not they're returning. But what I think is really cool is that, one, this is going to be on Paramount+, Plus, which is um, what the CBS app is, or CBS streaming service is becoming, I think, this Wednesday. Um... So it's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. It's not going to be on Nickelodeon, so it's no longer for kids. And they actually made it clear that 
it's more so not for kids anymore, but for the people who grew up watching iCarly. So people like my age who are in college or, you know, a little bit older than that. Um, and they said it's going to have like a little bit more mature topics and kind of dealing with um, Carly is now like 20 something and she's just dealing with like life and not so much just the web show, although that's still going to play a key part in the show. So I'm pretty excited about that. Like I said, definitely could be hit or miss. My fingers are crossed. I'm hoping it's going to be a hit because um, I like that they're kind of catering to the fans. For example, um, Boy Meets World was a really good show. And then Girl Meets World kind of was a miss. There were some good episodes, but the I think the biggest issue was that their audience was children, which were not the people who grew up watching the show. So, and plus, when you make it a kid's show, it's going to be somewhat cheesy to an extent. So... I'm excited to see it. Now, there's two other reboots happening um, that I know of thus far. I feel like reboots are happening all the time now. But Proud Family from Disney Channel is getting a Disney Plus reboot, which is very exciting. Um, I think it takes place a few years later, but it's not like in some future, like much later. It's, um, I think it may be like two or three years later. And today they, re- I mean, not today, yesterday I believe, they released kind of some um, photos of what the new animation is going to look like. My favorite thing is that they kind of aged up the characters a little bit. Like they almost look identical, but you can still see that they were slightly aged up. They kept the animation almost the same, which I love because it's consistent. I love consistency. Um, and yeah, I think it looks good thus far. We know there's going to be a new character, which is going to be voiced by Kiki Palmer. We really don't know much else about the series. I think, though, it's pretty safe to say it's just going to be, like, a continuation. And, of course, it is, like, more of a cartoon. Or it is a cartoon and animation. But it's one of those where not necessarily you have to, like, continue a story. Each episode can be its own thing. So I am excited to see where they go with it. This is another one that I think is going to be a big hit. I'm very excited for it. Now, the third reboot is the Rugrats reboot. Now... I'm very conflicted about this. Here's my prediction. And you can argue with me if you'd like. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But I think it's going to be a miss. And that really hurts me. Because I absolutely adore Rugrats. I grew up watching Rugrats. That was one of my favorite childhood shows. Um, The Rugrats movies. There was several. I think there was like a Christmas movie I had on, um, on VHS. And I loved Rugrats. And then, of course, they had Rugrats All Grown Up, which was kind of the spinoff that took place several years later. Quite a few years later, I guess, from, like, babies to high school. So you guys do the math on that. Um, and I actually really did like Rugrats All Grown Up, which was the spinoff. A lot of people didn't. I personally did. Then again, I was a little kid when it came out. So it's not that hard to impress a little kid. But from what I do remember of it, it was pretty good. Um, however, they did kind of show like a little teaser trailer this week kind of um release one and the animation first of all I am a person who really is passionate about when I watch a movie or show or especially anything animated like CGI or 3D animation or 2D animation I I really care about animation and graphics and CGI and all that kind of stuff. So to see that they drastically changed the original animation to this very 3D computerized animation really bothered me. Um, I understand 
upgrading the animation a little bit. Obviously, this was in early 2000s. Not even, wasn't it like in the 90s it premiered and then early 2000s show. So, of course, they weren't going to keep that old animation. Although, I wouldn't have been mad if they had. But they just, I feel like they just drastically changed the animation. Like, Proud Family, for example. And I know we're talking about different years. But... They obviously did upgrade the original animation a little bit, but for the most part, they were able to really keep this consistency. So that was the biggest thing for me was just the Rugrats. I I don't know if I can get used to seeing that animation. They're characters that I grew up with and kind of seeing them totally different for me is weird. The other thing is um, neither... Dill nor Kimmy are going to be characters in this new reboot. So Dill was the baby brother of Tommy. And there's a movie actually about when he was born and stuff. And that's that's fine. Like, I guess. But he, aside from the movie, because the movie in the beginning he hadn't been born yet. And then in the movie we see, like, that's the movie about when he was born. But he was always in the show I just feel like it's weird. Like, I can't really place this on the timeline. And then Kimmy came in later. Um, She was Chucky's stepsister. And I kind of get her not being in it. But it's kind of hard to place this show on a timeline. Especially because we did have the Rugrats All Grown Up um, spinoff. So I'm like, okay, they went, like, we saw them as babies. And we saw them grown up. And now we're going back to them as babies. But this might be even before the first series. It almost seems like a prequel. But it's also just very hard to place on a timeline. And especially, you're giving us like a prequel. But then you're giving us very updated, drastically different animation. So, I don't know. I am going to give it a chance. And I am going to go into an, it with an open mind. But my just like prediction is that it is going to be a miss. Um, but anyway, let's stop talking about reboots and let's talk about another show, um, The Masked D- Dancer. So, uh, I kind of have been talking about this show a little bit on the podcast in recent episodes, and I absolutely loved this show. It was just so entertaining and funny and fun, and as reality shows go, it was just something different. Um, obviously there is The Masked Singer, but this was a little bit different because with The Masked Singer, you can hear voices it's a lot easier to kind of guess who's who. This was, like, very different. But it was a very awesome show. And I... Uh, spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen it, I'm kind of going to reveal who some people were. But anyway, I had guessed... My, my two guesses were Bill Nye when he was on, which was one of the, like, the third or fourth episode. I knew it was Bill Nye. And I literally told my sister, it was so funny, we were watching it, and I said, if that is Bill Nye under that mask, I will throw myself off this bed. We were watching it in in my bed. And um, then they unmasked him, and it was Bill Nye, and I did throw myself off the bed, so um, there's a fun story for y'all. But I also had guessed that the tulip was um, Mackenzie Ziegler from Dance Moms, and it was her. She was one of the finalists, I believe, um, I mean, she was one of the top three finalists, and when they unmasked her, I was like, oh, Mackenzie, I knew it. Um, I wasn't quite sure who the cotton candy was. I had actually, I had guessed that it was a gymnast. I had guessed um, Simone Biles. I had even thought maybe like um, Lori Hernandez or Ali Raisman. But it turned out to be Gabby Douglas. And she actually won the show, which is incredible. Um, during the first episode um, that she was on, she had like a 
kind of a bad fall, like a mishap, which one, I thought it was kind of cool that they put it on the show because I feel like reality competition shows like that kind of sometimes don't show us like mess ups or mistakes or, or accidents. So um, not that I'm glad she fell, but I just thought it was cool that they actually included it in the show. But I also thought it was really cool that she just got back up and then the next day, because um, that she fell during rehearsal. And then the next day, like for the actual show, she still did the, the stunt. Um, so I thought that was really cool, and I'm glad she won. I thought it was really cool to see Gabby Douglas again, because, um, kind of after the 2016 Olympics, I feel like she kind of disappeared. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see her on there. So good show. Um, I hope they get a season two. Um, and I think they could have the potential to kind of have, like, bigger celebrities next season and stuff. So it's exciting. Um, and yeah, that was fun to watch, and I just thought I'd talk about that a little bit. Um, another show that I absolutely adore, and you guys know the his, is High School Musical, the musical, the series, which, by the way, a little while ago, I was talking about, like, how, um, like, my low expectations for reboots, and even though High School Musical, the musical, the series wasn't a reboot, I felt like it was gonna try to, like, remake the High School Musical movies, and I went in, like, w- wanting to hate it and thinking I was gonna hate it, and then I absolutely adored it, and it's, like, one of my favorite shows, um, so I guess, you know, I, I, um, you know, I just gotta go into things with an open mind. But anyway, High School Musical, the musical series, try saying that 10 times fast, just announced that their season two is being released on May 14th. So season two was supposed to come out at the end of 2020, but then due to COVID, there was delays in filming and whatnot, but they finally released their season two release date almost a whole year and a half after the first season came out, which is kind of crazy because um, they kind of posted a picture, like a, like a, teaser poster type thing for season two and all the characters look like they have aged so much um and it's kind of crazy like I'm I'm very (laughs) the funny thing is season two is supposed to take place like literally weeks after season one but everybody looks like they've aged years so it's really funny but anyway um yeah so there's a release date really excited about that I feel like that is pretty far away because I'm an impatient person but also that's a lot closer than I thought I really thought it was going to come out at the end of the year so I'm pretty excited about that um and speaking of High School Musical the musical series Olivia Rodrigo who is one of the main characters on the show um I've talked about her so many times on this podcast um she was my most listened to artist on Spotify last year and Driver's License her song her debut single because her other songs um were just for the series but her like solo artist debut single driver's license has literally just exploded uh it is double platinum um and her other song that was for the series all i want also reached this like certification but driver's license reached it way faster it's broken so many records i don't even know anymore i know that this is the sixth week that it's been at number one and um, I think it's the first time that a female artist has ever had their debut single at number one for so many weeks. And I think it's projected to be number one next week also, which is insane. It's also been number one, like, I'm not sure the exact record that it's set, but it beat BTS and some other global artists for, like, uh, longest running number one song globally or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but it's something along those lines. Um... And Olivia Rodrigo actually turned 18 last weekend, and on her 18th birthday, which was really exciting for her, because she um, she's talked about her love of SNL, Saturday Night Live, for a long time, they did a sketch, a little skit, about Driver's License, which was absolutely hilarious, and I loved it. So that's pretty cool, and I just wanted to bring it up, because I think... Um, 
yeah, I, I, like I said, I've been a fan of her since the series, as an, like, a fan of her as an actress, obviously, because of the series, but also her, um, song from the series and whatnot, so I just wanted to kind of share that, and then speaking of SNL, um, Nick Jonas is scheduled to be on SNL this Saturday, and he is not only hosting, but he's also the musical guest, which is really exciting, and he's the musical guest because he just released a new song called Spaceman, which I listened to it. It's really good. It has that, like, Nick Jonas sound. Like, there's a Jonas Brothers sound. Oops, please ignore that ringing in the background if you can hear that. Anyway, there is a Jonas Brothers sound. And then there's, like, a Nick Jonas sound. And I'm glad that it's kind of distinct from, like, the Jonas Brothers. So it's a really good song. If you haven't heard it, I highly recommend you go listen to it. And he also announced that on March 12th, he will be releasing a new album, also called Spaceman. Um, just, like, the single that he released. And he uh, released a track list and everything. It's apparently something he worked on last year, like starting, I guess, during quarantine. And it's now ready to be released, which is very exciting. And before anyone asks or jumps to conclusions, the Jonas Brothers are not breaking up again. They, um, Kevin and Joe have been fully showing their support on social media. And the Jonas Brothers page um, just posted, um, because a few days ago was two years since they got back together, aka the best day ever, the day that happiness begun. (laughs) Um, And... Um, they posted that there's new Jonas Brothers projects coming soon, there's new solo projects coming soon, so do not fear. I know I was getting a little worried for a while there, but it seems like the Jonas Brothers are still a pretty solid band. Obviously, they're all in different places right now, and last year with the quarantine kind of, um, delayed things, but I am hopeful that that album, the new album that they've promised, is coming soon. But for now, we get to enjoy Nick Jonas's new album. Anyway, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about on today's show. So don't forget, I want to hear from you guys, listener messages, uh, anchor.fm slash Kennedy C. And let me know what day you like for the podcast. Maybe Monday, so you have all week to listen to it. Maybe Friday, so you have all weekend to listen to it. Maybe we like Thursdays. I'm not making any decisions yet. I'm just playing around and seeing what happens. But I would love your input. Um... So yeah, anchor.fm slash Kennedy C. Not only can you send me listener messages, you can also see the um, links for every platform where the podcast is available. We are, I don't know where you're listening to me right now, but I am on Anchor, um, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all sorts of different places. So um, if you want that full list, it's on that anchor.fm slash Kennedy C. And on there, you can also support the podcast with a small monetary donation if you would be so kind to do so. Um, I'm also on Patreon, patreon.com slash Media. There you can support not only the podcast, but also my blog and YouTube channel. I would much appreciate the support. Um, my YouTube channel is Kennedy Castillo. That's K-E-N-N-E-D-Y-C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. Um, and like I said, video coming this weekend about my experience meeting Lana Condor and Noah Centineo, if you're interested in that. If you're not interested in that, I have a lot of other cool videos on there that you should definitely check out as well. Um, my blog is kennedycblog.com. Um, where else can you find me? Let me think. Uh, my digital art portfolio, kennedycdigitalart.com. Um, where else? Where else? Kennedy C Media on Facebook. I always post links to the new episodes of the podcast and um, always new updates of everything happening with the podcast and with my blog and YouTube channel. Um, Instagram at Kennedy C underscore blog. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't really use Instagram that much, but if enough of y'all follow me, I might just use it. Um, I think that's everywhere where you can find me, which is a lot of places. I'm all over the internet. Just search me up. You'll find me. 
Anyway, until next week, have a very happy weekend, a very happy week, um, and I'll be back. Um, I would love to say same day, same time, but let's be real. We know that that may or may not be true, but I'll be back next week.